0: Could some naloxone products be sold without a prescription? Find out about this and more in today's PV Roundup podcast. What made you want to choose a career in medicine? Tell us your story. We're collecting stories from the healthcare professionals in our audience about why they chose to pursue a career in medicine. Send us an audio recording of up to four minutes about your journey into medicine. Please include your name, degree, specialty, practice setting, and location. You can also submit a text version of your story to be read on the show. Email us your story at editorial at pbroundup.com for the chance to be featured on a future episode. I'm your host, Senior VP Medical Director, Dr. Tim Wright, coming to you today from Cape Cod, Massachusetts. Here are today's stories. Certain Naloxone products, which reverse opioid overdoses, could be safe and effective for over-the-counter use. This, according to a Federal Register notice published recently by the FDA. The products mentioned for consideration are Naloxone nasal spray of no more than 4 milligrams and Naloxone autoinjector for intramuscular or subcutaneous use of no more than 2 milligrams. Companies that market these particular low-dose Naloxone products could be responsible for submitting such data to the FDA as part of an application to make them available without a prescription the Federal Register notice doesn't apply to higher-dose naloxone products or to those packaged differently, such as vials, ampules, or syringes without integrated needles. In recent years, the FDA has taken several steps to improve naloxone access, including the development of an easy-to-understand model drugs facts label required for over-the-counter products. That was the first time the FDA proactively developed such a label, an attempt to help manufacturers switch naloxone products from prescription to over-the-counter products. According to the FDA Commissioner, Dr. Robert Califf, making naloxone products available without a prescription would help expand access to them, preventing overdose deaths. The agency is seeking comments from the public on the proposed switch, which must be received by January 17, 2023. Next, we learn about the updated guidelines from the National Comprehensive Cancer Network, or NCCN, for prostate cancer. And they now include triplet therapy with androgen deprivation therapy, docetaxel, and one of two secondary hormone therapies for the treatment of metastatic castration-sensitive disease, especially for patients with high-volume disease who are fit for chemotherapy. The guideline also now includes LU-177-PSMA-617 as an option for patients with prostate-specific membrane antigen-positive cancer. And finally, we learn while haloperidol is frequently used to treat delirium in patients in the intensive care unit, evidence of its effect is limited. This from a study in the New England Journal of Medicine that sought to investigate whether treatment with haloperidol would lead to a greater number of days alive and out of the hospital than placebo. In this multicenter, blinded, parallel-group, placebo-controlled trial of a 1,000 patients who had been admitted to the ICU for an acute condition, they received either intravenous haloperidol, 2.5 milligrams, three times daily, plus 2.5 milligrams as needed, up to a total maximum daily dose of 20 milligrams, or placebo. The authors found that among patients in the ICU with delirium, treatment with haloperidol did not lead to a significantly greater number of days alive and out of the hospital at 90 days when compared to placebo. And that's today's medical roundup. Thank you for joining us for this episode of PV Roundup podcast. For more stories like these, visit us at pvroundup.com to subscribe to our weekly newsletters. Thoughts, comments, or suggestions? Please leave us a review on your preferred listening platform or email us at editorial and Subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, Pandora, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, or Google. You can also download our Amazon Alexa flash briefing medical news roundup and just ask, what's my flash briefing? Thanks today to Sean Mullen for production assistance. Join me next time for an episode where we cover the latest stories in the world of medicine.